Hey there, you're listening to AnyCast. I'm your host, Peyton Macy's. On AnyCast, we talk about anything and everything. Be sure to check out the Discord server, the merch shop, and the YouTube channel. YouTube channel uploads on Mondays, and the podcast has episodes on Sundays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and possibly Thursdays if series are going on that me and my buddies would like to cover. Thanks for listening. Please give it a five-star review. We're on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Share with your friends and family, and keep on listening. Have a great day. What's up, everybody? Welcome on back to AnyCast. Um, today in the Any Religion sect of the podcast, today we are going to be diving into the next two chapters of Esther, chapters 3 and 4. But before we get started, I wanted to mention a few things. First and foremost, I will be changing the trailer of this show and the description and everything because I'm not going to have podcasts releasing on Mondays and Wednesdays. Well, on Mondays. I'm going to have it on Wednesdays and Fridays, giving me um, the opportunity to post the YouTube videos on Mondays. So you'll be getting content Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, maybe even Thursday. Depends, you know, if like special series are still coming out. But I think um, a Wednesday and Friday show would be great. Um, Good stuff to launch out there. Another thing is if you're not in the Discord server, I highly suggest you get in. I'm experimenting with a giveaway bot, mostly for virtual backgrounds, but um, that's probably all I'm going to stick it to right now until I grow more of an audience and I can actually start shipping out um, hoodies and t-shirts and stuff like that. But for now, it's just virtual backgrounds, so if you want some free virtual backgrounds, maybe even exclusive that aren't in the shop, head on over um but yeah head on over to the discord server it'll be in the description like always and if you are not already subscribed to the podcast or have not watched the video please watch the entire video subscribe hit the notification bell and all that fun stuff share it with your friends and family and all that um as of the day that i'm recording this i filmed the film today with my friends well my friend filmed it i wrote the script and acted um so that should be coming out on may 23rd why am i putting it on may 23rd now well because youtube uploads are on mondays and i wanted to upload it still on a monday to stay consistent and everything with the scheduling but with all that said oh also go um to the merch shop we still have that code may 422 for 10% off your purchase. Um, and we have, of course, the um, Kenobi Show merch out there. It's not actually using anything. Like, it's just like, it says Sand King versus High Ground Master. Anyways, go check all that out. And uh, 
keep on listening and watching. Anyways, today we're going to be, of course, reading chapters 3 and 4 in the NIV. And um, I'm kind of going to sum it up in the end. But here we go. Chapter 3, Esther. After these events, King Xerxes honored Haman, son of Hamedatha, the the Agite, elevating him and giving him a seat of honor, higher than that of all the other nobles. All the royal officials at the king's gate knelt down and paid honor to Haman, for the king had commanded this concerning him. Uh, but Mordecai would not kneel down or or pay him honor. Then the officials at the king's gate asked Mordecai, Why do you disobey the king's command? Day after day they spoke to him, but he refused to comply. Therefore, they told Haman about it to see whether Mordecai's behavior would be tolerated, for he had told them he was a Jew. When Haman saw that Mordecai would not kneel down or pay him honor, he was enraged. Yet, having learned who Mordecai's people were, he scorned the idea of killing only Mordecai. Instead, Haman looked for a way to destroy all Mordecai's people, the Jews, throughout the whole kingdom of Xerxes. In the twelfth year of King Xerxes, in the first month, month of Nisan, the Pur, that is the lot, was cast in the presence of Haman to select a day and month. And the lot fell on the twelfth month, the month of Adar. Then Haman said to King Xerxes, There is a certain people who dispersed or there's a certain people dispersed among the peoples in all the provinces of your kingdom who keep themselves separate. Their customs are different from those of all the all other people, and they do not obey the king's laws. It is not in the king's best interest to tolerate them. If it pleases the king, let a decree be issued to destroy them. And I will give 10,000 uh, talents of silver to the king's ministers for the royal treasury. So the king took his signet ring, sig, signet ring <clears throat> from his finger and gave it to Haman, son of Hamadatha, Hamadatha, Agai. The Agagai, the enemy of the Jews. Keep the money, the king said to Haman, and do with the people as you please. Then on the thirteenth day of the first month, the royal secretaries were summoned. They wrote out in the script of each of each province and in the language of each people all Haman's orders to the king's satraps. The governors of the various provinces and the nobles of the various peoples. These were written in the name of King Xerxes himself and sealed with his own ring. Dispatches were sent by couriers to all 
the king's provinces with the order to destroy, kill, and annihilate all the Jews, young and old, women and children, on a twelfth on a single day, the thirteenth day of the twelfth month, the month of Adar, and to plunder their goods. A copy of the text was of the text of the edict was to be issued as law in every province and made known to the people of every nationality so they would be ready for that day. The couriers went out, spurred on, spurred on by the king's command, and the edict was issued in the citadel of Susa. The king and Haman sat down to drink, but the, the city of Susa was bewildered. Chapter 4 When Mordecai learned of all that he of all that had been done, he tore his clothes and put on sackcloth and ashes and went out into the city wailing loudly and bitterly because he went only as far as the king's gate because no one clothed in sackcloth was ever was allowed to enter to enter in every province to which the edict and order of the king came, there was great mourning among the Jews, with fast, with fasting, weeping, and wailing. Many lay in sackcloth and ashes. When Esther's eunuchs, eunuchs and female attendants came and told her about Mordecai, she was in great distress. She sent clothes for him to put on instead of his sackcloth, but he would not accept them. Then Esther summoned um then Esther summoned Hathak, one of the king's Enuchs Enuchs assigned to attend her, and ordered him to find out what was so what was troubling Mordecai and why. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the open square of the city in front of the king's gate, Mordecai told him everything that had happened to him, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of the Jews. He also gave him a copy of the text of the edict for their annihilation, which had been published in Susa, to show or to, show to Esther and explain it to her. And he told him to instruct her to go into the king's presence and beg for mercy and plead with him for her people. Hathok went back and reported to Esther when Mordecai had said. Then she instructed him to say to Mordecai, All the king's officials and the people of the royal provinces know that for any man or woman who approaches the king in the inner court without being summoned by the king has but one law, that they they be put to death unless the king extends the golden scepter to them and spares their lives. But thirty days have passed since I was called to go to the king. When Esther's words were reported to Mordecai, he sent back this answer. Do not think 
that because you are in the king's house, you alone of all the Jews will escape. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance of, for the Jews will arise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go gather together all the Jews who are in Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three nights, for three days, night or day, or three days, night or day. I and my attendants will fast as you do. When this is done, I will go to the king, even though it is against the law, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went away and carried out all of Esther's instructions. So, those two chapters are just addressing, well, the big reason why this book is so important and setting, um, I guess you could say, the plot of it. Haman was enraged that Mordecai would not bow down and worship him. So he sent out an edict when finding out that Haman is, or uh, Mordecai is a Jew, Haman sent out an edict to all the land to just annihilate the Jews in the kingdom of Xerxes. Then Mordecai is very sad about this, feels as if it's all his fault, and goes to the palace and thankfully a guard who is supposed to transmit messages um, for the queen communicates to Esther with the guard helping um, that she will stand before the king and make him um, suspend the edict and just destroy it. She pledges herself to this because Haman says or sorry, not Haman. Mordecai says something very important. This is the key verse of this book. Um, let me find this book again in my Bible. It's a very important one. Okay, so it says, verse chapter 4, verse 14. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish and who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this that last little bit about but who knows and who knows but that you have come to this position for such a time as this is the key verse of the book of esther this is really what makes esther think to herself uh, Mordecai is right and I need to stand up for my people because who else will who else has all the power um, uh, let's say it was let's say there was a um, very powerful hypothetically there's a very powerful lawmaker who wanted to persecute all Christians and Catholics in America. And everybody was like, cool. But then let's say somebody else of a higher authority 
possibly vice president or president of the United States, just pick one, is um, a, Christ, a Christian, Christ follower. And they would have to stand out boldly in faith and declare all the people that support this one lawmaker wrong and destroy that edict. And then, of course, punish those who um, thought that way to annihilate an entire religion just because of what they believed in. There's a lot of parallels. I'm in a class right now called Esther at my school, and um, my the chaplain pastor, he um, was pointing out a lot of things about, like, we see history repeat itself. Who else in history has sought out to destroy an entire race of people, particularly the Jews? And, of course, everybody will now think Hitler. Yes, that is true. That's who he was talking about. But for a more relevant time, Putin, Vladimir Putin, does not like um, the Jews. And I guess, like, yeah, the Jews and religious people, people that have Jesus or God in their lives. Uh, the Jews don't believe in Jesus, but who have God in their lives because uh, maybe he fears, he probably does fear God, actually, uh, but not in a good way. Because that's an entire different discussion about a healthy fear of God. But anyways, um, that's just a more prevalent thing. Because, you know, Russia invading Ukraine, that's a very big thing right now. And Ukraine is mostly, apparent, I didn't know this actually, but uh, uh, like the biggest religion or uh, I guess race is, um, well, yeah, religion, race uh, is Jewish. And, I mean, is that the one big main reason that Putin is going to invade, is trying to invade Ukraine? No, I think it's a power game, but that definitely plays into it. Um, that definitely does pay in, like, play, play into that, uh, the fact that they're Jewish. I'm sure he wants to persecute. You know, there's many countries out there in the world that persecute uh, Christ followers. Look at China. They persecute the Christians. Stuff like that. Um there's persecution everywhere, and they just try to take away religion. And the only person that can stop them is either essentially the entire country uh, teaming up together to destroy the government or somebody in higher power. And that's what Esther is like. So history repeats itself, you know. Um, now, with Hitler's case, Hitler killed himself, committed suicide. Uh, because he was scared, because he was about to be judged on the, um, I don't know what it is, it's like some court, like worldwide court, and essentially they judge you, and you have to be a very terrible, horrible person. Um, he killed himself, and we don't know how the story will end with Vlad. So, yeah. Uh, next Sunday, we will be reading chapters 5 and 6. This is only 10 chapters, but I think one of these weeks I'm going to read like three chapters because the last chapter is only three verses, and that's a very easy to sum up. So I hope you guys are really liking this series, and this summer we will come back to uh, like kings and stuff because I, I said in the Ruth one, oh, let's do that, like kings and chronicles and 
hold on, I'm forgetting one. Uh, Samuel, both books of Samuel, Kings, and Chronicles. We'll do that, and it'll be a very long thing, and it'll probably go into next year. It's a very long series that I'm trying to do. But have a great day. Check out everything. Check out the YouTube, Discord, merch, and all that fun stuff. And have a great day.